following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. How's it going, everybody? It's a Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys Week 6, Episode Numero Dos, as we get you ready for the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football coming up this week, and it is a fans on the 50 Tuesday. We've got your fan questions rolling in all over yes. the place because uh, we've got a lot of them. Let's just say it, uh, say it bluntly. We've got a lot of fan questions because... This Dallas Cowboys team has a lot of questions. We're going to answer them the best we can here over the next 45 minutes. So glad you're with us on DallasCowboys.com and all the various streaming platforms alongside our resident Super Bowl champion, Mr. Isaiah Stanback, the great Heck Harrison, and just Rob Phillips' chair today. That's all we're seeing on the uh, on the periscope at the moment and <laughs> on the, the view at the moment. It's a good-looking chair. I don't know if we've ever gotten a really good look at, at Rob's chair, but it looks great. He'll be joining us here in just a moment. He had an interview with. 105.3 The Fan, the flagship station down the road. But guys, uh, it, it, we're a couple days removed now from what was the 37-34 win over the Giants. And of course, Dak Prescott now, the timeline is out four to six months uh, due to the, the ankle injury, the foot injury, and uh, just an unfortunate break for the Cowboys and, and really something that I, I know we, we're going to address at nauseum over the next couple of weeks and really the rest of the season. But I want to kind of address something uh, that was said today uh, on the on the Jerry Jones side of thing, but we're going to wait for Rob on that one. But has your opinion of this team changed really expectation-wise? Let's just start it off with that, Isaiah. Expectations changed without Dak Prescott at the helm? Absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> like as I mentioned yesterday, Andy Dalton is a heck of a quarterback. In, in my opinion, he's a top twenty-five quarterback in this NFL. And so I, I understand that everybody's, you know, still still mourning um, the loss of a starting quarterback, a franchise quarterback, Dak Prescott. Obviously, he will be back and he'll be healthy, just not this season. But don't don't mistake in it. No, Danny, don't disrespect Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a is a dude, man. He's a, he's a dog. Andy Dalton could have went to a lot of places this past year and started. He chose to come to Dallas and play the role of a backup. He is not a backup quarterback. He's playing the role of a backup quarterback, and and that's what everybody needs to understand. So when you guys are when Dak Prescott goes down, you're not going to just your normal number two quarterback that's on most rosters. You're going to an All Pro quarterback who was trying to. Take take a year off in a sense he kind of let his hair down for a minute before he came back the next year to go back to taking around responsibilities again yeah Kyle yes sir I'm 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 more of in a hold position on my expectation right now because (laughs) I know that so much is going to have to change with the offensive line uh, to facilitate what Andy Dalton's strengths are and so knowing that Dak was that guy that could you know, make plays with his legs, get out and, and even go on design runs. You know, that's what he was hurt on. But that's one of the things that he brings to the fold for your offense. And so 
I just feel as though with his experience, it's not as though I'm looking at this glass half full, half empty, basically. I, I know that there is the potential for him to have success in this offense. But look, if he's back there running for his life and he can't uh, get comfortable in this offense, I don't know what those results will be. I'm hoping that the game plan for Andy Dalton is a heavy dose of Zeke and then getting ahead of the sticks and having the advantage in uh, second and third down to maybe then air it out. Uh, but I don't, it, it, the thing is, is that I'm not trying to relegate Andy Dalton to a bus driver. I just want to know how he's going to, to look in this Dallas Cowboys offense. Yeah, it really is something that's going to – go for it, Isaiah. No, I, just, I mean, I guess I know, I know you're probably posing the same question that most people are posing, heck, but I'm like, in, in what regard is Andy Dalton that much different than Dak? And, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way. Andy Dalton, no, Andy Dalton, he might be one step slower than Dak. Dak probably runs a 4.6. Andy Dalton probably runs a 4.7. So, I mean, like the ability to run, it doesn't really change in terms of, in terms of the passing game. Andy Dalton, in my opinion, is a better passer than, than than Dak, and I said that before the season even started. And I think Dak is coming along; he's becoming a better passer. He's doing a heck of a job. Obviously, up to the date he got hurt, he was doing a hell of a job mm -hmm. passing the ball. But historically, Andy Dalton to me is a better passer. We know that he's been able to manage a team that hasn't been very good for a number of years, and he yeah. he got them to the playoff a number of times. He also managed to make three Pro Bowls with those terrible teams. So when we're talking about Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton is somebody who is proven in his league. He has experience. He's seen more than Dak has seen. He's experienced more than Dak has experienced. And again, that's no shade, but this is just the facts. And he is more primed to handle this situation than anybody. So for anybody to look down and start lowering their expectations, I don't care if you're the owner. I don't care if you're a coach. I don't care if you're a fan. I mean, I, I think it's almost disrespectful to Andy Dalton and what he's done in this league. Now, now, and I don't think that what I'm the perspective that I'm coming from is at all a disrespect to Andy Dalton. I understand what his skill set is. What I'm saying is we already had an offensive line that was struggling. Let's just talk about the facts of the in, matter. In, in, the, in and, the running game, in the running game, we've been struggling. Right. We and a lot of the struggle also in the passing game is giving. Dak the time to see those open throws, the strip sack fumbles, uh, the the it, just the lack of being able to see the field because guys are in your face. How does that change with Andy Dalton? I'm not saying that Andy Dalton doesn't have an arm. He does. I'm not saying that Andy Dalton is that much is a statue in the in the pocket because I think he's a lot more mobile than people uh, believe him to be. Yeah. Right. I just but but what I'm saying is. Our offensive line, we've had woes there. We just, I personally just want to see how he operates. I, this is his team for the next 11 games. That's, that's it. But, but, but can we all be in agreement that Andy Dalton coming in at quarterback, his, this offensive line is better than any line he's probably had in Cincinnati? Oh heck yeah! It would be close. Oh, okay, yeah. so I'm saying, so I'm saying, so 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 that's why I'm asking. Like, where did the question marks come in with somebody who has gotten his t a, a terrible team to the playoffs? He's gotten himself to the Pro Bowl, right? With less than what he has now. So for okay. us to have for us to have lower expectations for this, to me, it doesn't make sense because he's walking into a situation where. In his history, this is better than all of his history. Better yeah. receivers collectively, better offensive line, better team talent-wise, better organization. Like, everything's better. So for him, he's like, man, this is freaking Christmas. Let's go. I, I completely agree with what Isaiah is saying here, specifically based on the comparison between Dallas and Cincinnati and the teams that Andy Dalton has had to work with. He's had playoff pushes with lesser rosters than what he has to deal with now. And some would say... 
that he hasn't Andy won a Dalton, playoff game. He, he, I agree, but he's made a, pl- a push to the playoff. He's made a push to push. the playoff to in get the, the playoff yeah. in the AFC with a lesser roster. That's my point yeah. here. Some would also say that he's one of the more accomplished quarterbacks in, in the NFC East, or the most accomplished quarterback in the NFC East. And then one man that has said that is Rob Phillips, and he is now with us here on Talking Cowboys. And Rob, I, I was listening to your interview on Sean and RJ, and they kind of gave you some flack oh, for boy. saying that Andy Dalton was the most accomplished quarterback in the NFC East over Carson Wentz, over, of course, Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones. That's a no-brainer. But really the big question mark was Carson Wentz. I want to give you a chance to defend yourself because I don't think you got a chance in that interview to defend yourself. I want you to, to be able to, to kind of <laughs> I got your back, Rob. Table. I got your I, back. I kind of Thank agree you. with you, and I want to hear your, your reasoning. Yeah, I started a poll on on Sean and RJ on Twitter from that discussion, and uh, I, I, you know what, I didn't, I don't even know if I took a, a, a real stance. I just threw it out there, and I think Kyle, you might have thrown it out there. Mm-hmm. You can argue that Andy Dalton is still the best quarterback in the NFC East, and that's not a knock on Carson Wentz. That's just the fact that this guy has played in the league for ten years. Mm-hmm. You guys mentioned he's been to three Pro Bowls. He played with some teams that probably weren't. They weren't necessarily contenders in the AFC, just solid Bengals teams, well-coached by Marvin Lewis, and no, they didn't win playoff games. Carson Wentz does have a Super Bowl ring, and if I'm starting (laughs) a team, if I'm starting a team right now between those two quarterbacks, you're probably going with Wentz because of his his age and, and his talent level, but Nick Foles was the quarterback when they won that Super Bowl, and so when you when I look at what's been accomplished over the last 10 years I think you can argue that it's that it's it's Andy Dalton and and so I you know expectations maybe they drop in terms of the Super Bowl uh, for the Cowboys given all the injuries but I I don't know if you uh you can say oh they can't win the division in this in in this terrible start to the division right now I, I, and, and maybe they talked me into it yesterday Isaiah <laughs> you know to, uh, the, listening to Mike McCarthy and 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 Kellen Moore not a knock on Dak because I think there is a drop. I think Dak has established himself as a top, top 10 quarterback, but they really feel like they can run their offense still with Andy Dalton, and I'm, really, I'm anxious to see it, to see how they fare. Isaiah, I know you're, you're probably in the I, same kind yeah, of boat there. Yeah. I mean, I was with Rob for about eighty percent of it. I was with I was with him up until he said, you know, the whole Super Bowl. You're, you're the Cowboys losing Dak Prescott and replacing him with Andy Dalton is not the reason why this team would not, won't make the Super Bowl. If the team, if this team won't make the Super Bowl, it's not because of that. No, um, you're right. The, you're right. Okay, you're so right. yeah, so it's, it's let's let's be sure of that. I don't I don't I don't think there's a huge drop off in production between. Dak Prescott and Andy, Andy Andy Dalton. I just don't. And again, that's no shade on Dak. He's a dude. So is Andy Dalton, right? <laughs> you know, he's just he's a lot younger than him, and he's ran. He, he's moving around. He has the ability to move around a little bit more. Or he chooses to run the ball a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But aside, aside from that, I don't see it. I don't see it. Dak's had more than than and then Andy Dalton's had his whole career. Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton's had two dudes. He's had he has he had Eifert and he had AJ Green. I mean, AJ Green was was hurt half the time. Oh, you're so not, you're not somehow some way this dude found a way. And Muhammad Sanu, those guys aren't necessarily the same Sanu, you're right, you're right. Sanu was there. Sanu was there. I'm 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 making No, they're not the same. No, they're not the same. Yeah, yeah, no, they're not the same. No, they're not the same. But I mean, I mean 
but I, I just see a lot of people kind of getting down and trying to use this as an opportunity to lower their standards for this team. The, the standards were lowered by the, from this by this team from their play these first four to five games. That's where the standards were lowered. It's not because Dak's out. They got to figure this thing out on defense. If this team decides to play ball on defense, this team will be perfectly fine. If they decide not to, this team will continue to struggle. But offensive production-wise, it won't change. Only thing that you'll see change is that, obviously, now the running game goes through Zeke, which it should have been doing anyways, right? We shouldn't be throwing the ball 60 times a game. We should be running, throwing the ball 35 times a game and giving it to so, Zeke for another 25 or 30. So that's exactly what I'm, what I'm saying, Isaiah, is that that changes by those just nuanced changes to our approach on offense by feeding Zeke. That changes the output for Andy Dalton because, again, I don't think you, you will see any success if Andy Dalton is throwing the ball 57 times a game. But, but, you, but you weren't seeing that success with Dak either. No, that's what I'm saying. So the, we're pro- the, the so, so yeah, but we're saying the same thing. But the approach had nothing to do with who was at quarterback. It was the offensive coordinator and how he was calling the game. It was your lack of production on defense. It was your inefficiency on special teams. Those were the issues that was that were hanging over this team. It had nothing to do with the quarterback play. And just because you go down to your second string, who chose to be a second string, does not change anything with this team on the offensive side of the ball. They should have been running the ball with Zeke a lot more, and they were going to have to make that change anyway if they wanted to start winning games. We're, we're honestly, I think Isaiah, we're in agreement because I'm with you. Like, I, I think if we're going to get, we're going to get to our number one concern on the team right now. And it, you're right. It's not the quarterback position for me, even now it's not. Um, that being said, despite the fact they've been turning over the ball too much, I, I still think Dak, the numbers, he, the yards and the, and position the to score points, man, like I, I still have to see Andy Dalton run the offense, and, and, and move the ball down the field consistently the way Dak did. He may very well be able to do it, but I, I think Dak, Dak's ability to at least put, keep him in games, despite well his, some of his own turnovers, but the defensive struggles, the special team struggles as well, that's where I still got to see it uh, on a consistent basis. But I, I think you're right in terms of I think we can still see really high production because I, we watched Andy Dalton in training camp have a really good – uh, solid performances with this offense. And I think it has a chance to continue, especially in a weird season. I said this on a fan a minute ago, a weird season where all these road games coming up, there's not a crowd to affect this young offensive line or Andy Dalton. They can still, they can operate. And Mike McCarthy has said this. It's a disadvantage for the Cowboys to some degree when they come home, even though the crowd was good on Sunday, but they can go any game the rest of the season and still execute as far as communication and stuff. So I, I, I'm with you there, but I do think Dak can mask some of the problems they have on defense. Uh, they got to get balanced. They absolutely have to get more balance with Zeke. He's going to hold the key. I, I think he absolutely does. And if you have success with Zeke, they showed it against the Giants. I mean, they had two really key cornerstone drives in that win that allowed them – uh, to that where they were allowed to run the ball and then continue to to punch it up the middle with Zeke and one was in the first or the second quarter following the seventeen to three deficit the other one was right after Andy Dalton replaced Dak Prescott both of those drives changed the game and allowed the Cowboys to to come out on top in that thirty seven thirty four win we are going to get to our biggest concern on this Cowboys team. We're going to have to do it a little bit later in the show because it's past 9.50 and it's time for fans on the 50. When we come back, we'll start answering your Twitter questions. We're going to do two segments of fans on the 50 this week because there are so many darn questions that have been flying in. Mm, Keep them coming because there is a lot to get to. When we come back, we're not talking Cowboys. (laughs) 
Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Back to Talking Cowboys. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys here on this Tuesday edition. <laughs> and of course, it is time now for one of our favorite segments throughout the week. It's time for some fans on the 50. Fans on the 50. Of course, great work in the back from Chris Beam. And we're going to start things off from Harold Carter. And Mr. Harold has uh, uh, he has bullet points of questions. I'm going to take two of them because I think we need to address wow. one of them. And then I like the other question a lot. The, the One of them is directed toward Mr. Uh, the biggest Texas A&M fan in the, in the room, Mr. Mm-hmm. I hate, or the, what is, <laughs> saw him off. Uh, we added a quarterback yesterday. Who is this new quarterback, Mr. Garrett Gilbert? And I'm going to ask Rob Phillips. Well, he's not an Aggie. He's a Longhorn and a Ooh, that's why I'm saying it. I said Ooh. saw him off. That's, that's why I wanted to pitch it to you. Yeah, he... Yeah, he's from that town in Austin. Keep Austin weird, and um, he's he's a <laughs> he's a solid quarterback. He's uh, I, I think as far as number three options go, and that's probably what he's going to be. Uh, I think it makes sense to bring him in, given you know he's been in, around the league for about six years, I think, and he's kind of bounced around practice squads. I think he's only thrown six passes in his NFL regular season career. Uh, but if you're just looking for a guy with some experience, that if you had to you know, if it's a break glass emergency situation with, you know, if you get all the way down the depth chart to Ben DiNucci, then, then it makes sense. But that's the expectation that he's coming in. And um, it's weird, though, with the COVID protocols. Like, I think it's six days. 
of testing now uh, to even get him in the building. And I, I don't think it even changes for a guy that's coming from another team. I think it's – I have to double-check that. But in either way, uh, Ben DiNucci is going to be your backup quarterback this week and, uh, and, and maybe just continuing down the road here behind Dalton. Do you think uh, – so you, you mentioned that he might be the second-string quarterback. Do you think it's more likely that he comes in and he's on the active roster uh, as the backup to Andy Dalton and they continue to develop a Ben DiNucci on the practice squad? I don't know. I mean, I think maybe at some point, depending on, you know, if there's some competition there with reps, I think, but I think Dalton needs as many, Isaiah can speak to this. I mean, Dalton's going to need as many reps in, on, in practice as he can possibly get because mm-hmm. uh, Dak's taken most of those up to this point. Um, I just think the way this whole season has gone about, and at least Danucci's been in the system, you know, for six weeks on the, longer than six weeks since training camp started in mid August, I think that just gives him a jump in terms of being ready. But in terms of experience, Gilbert's been around longer, obviously. So we'll just see how that develops. And I did just get another fan on the 50 question in our Periscope, and it said, is Colt McCoy available? No, he was on the other sideline on Sunday. He's the backup (laughs) quarterback to Daniel Jones. So no, not another Texas quarterback. We got Garrett Gilbert, the other Texas quarterback that is in here. Uh, Second question. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, Second question from Harold, and this one's a little bit more intriguing to me. And I think this is a question a lot of Cowboys fans have, but the defense seemed to find themselves a little bit in the second half of Sunday's victory against the Giants, and I know that's still a question mark as a whole and this is a defense that's underperformed already through the first four weeks of the season and they definitely did so in the first half of Sunday's game however is this something we can see continuing that second half where you saw some pass rush you saw the linebackers able to fly around Heckma do you think this defense can continue some of that success Man, I'm hoping so. Obviously, with the strip sack turnover for a touchdown, those are little things that probably has given this group a bit of confidence. And everybody knows that they have been getting the brunt of all the criticism for the losses, uh, and rightfully so. Uh, but at the same time, they, they have a win and something to build off of. If you just go with the edge rushers, I think Tank looked a little bit better uh, than previous weeks. Hopefully that knee uh, is getting healthier. Interior line-wise, guys, we, we just have questions there, and we talked about that at length yesterday. But uh, linebacker-wise, I think, uh, Rob, you said it. You felt as though Jalen Smith had his best game as a Dallas Cowboy. So building on that momentum, you know, this these guys have nothing but – up to go from where they are right now definitely this season definitely his best game this season no doubt yeah Isaiah do you agree um uh, yeah in in sorts um I I feel like I can't I can't put too much weight on this previous game I mean I don't want to take anything away from those guys production and the plays that they made they made those plays against other professional athletes um but it wasn't against a very good team so I am looking forward to seeing <laughs> that um uh, I hope that that builds their confidence though and I think we talked about that all last week that there's an opportunity for them to get their confidence up and and and, and kind of uh, rekindle that flame that's that's inside you to say, hey, I'm a dog, you know, and I can play some ball around here. Um, why can't I do this every week? Well, okay, I will. And it's kind of almost a, des- a decision sometimes. You just kind of need that little flame in turn inside you to <laughs> to, to light you up. Uh, but you know, going against the Cardinals this week, that's going to be a test. You know, I mean, those guys were able to get pressure this past week against a sitting duck. Uh, this dude is not a sitting duck uh, that they're going to be facing this week. So I'll, I'll I'll have a better opinion after this week. I feel like this week is probably Agreed. going, to, I agree. going it, it, to, to answer a lot of those questions, Rob. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones has talent, um, but he consistently turns the ball over or puts the ball on the ground. I just felt like the Cowboys were going to have opportunities uh, to get the ball back for their defense, which hasn't for their offense, which hasn't happened this year. Um, I, I thought just the fact that they were able to play with a lead or close to it in the second half did so much for the pass rush to at least just get in a position to try to tee off. Yep. They haven't had that, that, that ability. Some of it's on them because they've given up too many plays early in games and points early in games. But if they can continue to do that, you know, where they're in situations where they're not playing from behind and you kind of know what the opposing offense needs to do, then I think that's going to help them going forward. And, and yeah, like, like Heck mentioned, Jalen really stepped up you know, in terms of being on the screws and, and helping against screens, against the run game. Mm-hmm. And that's really encouraging going forward. Now, if you get Van Der Esch back fairly soon, I don't know if it's this week, uh, that, that will be another step forward defensively. But there are still concerns. And, and, and you know, I think Mike Nolan was asked uh, yesterday, is this the toughest receiving core you're going to face this year to this point? And I don't think he, he didn't say no. I mean, obviously, you just Hopkins alone, with Kyler Murray's mobility, like that's a different ball game than we saw this past week. Yeah, it's a containment nightmare. And you've also got Kenyon Drake in the backfield who's able to make an impact in the passing game. You've got Kyler Murray who, like I said, is a containment nightmare in his, himself. And then, of course, the receiving core. This is going to be a challenge. Uh, I mean, there's going to be a lot of points put up in this game because I think uh, I think you're going to have to in order to, to get in a shootout and to, to beat a Cliff Kingsbury-led team. Now, you mentioned some of the the questions and the concerns of this defensive line. I think one of the biggest concerns on this entire roster, if not the biggest, is the interior presence of that defensive line. And our guy Will says, because of Dontari Poe's injury from last year and starting this year on the the uh, the pup list, how hard is or how is that affecting his play this year? Uh, moving into what has been really a disappointing starting week or five weeks to the season, Isaiah? I don't know. I don't know what he's what he's dealing with physically. I can't speak to his his physical well-being right now. Um, I don't have eyes on him. I'm not in a training room, so I can't judge his pain tolerance, what he's dealing with. I don't know. Um, but I don't want to make any excuses for him, though. Now, my, I do know if you're out there and you decide to suit up, regardless of what pain you're experiencing, you still have to produce. Um, you know, when my time's in Dallas, I, I sublex my shoulder two years in a row, and I played with my shoulder popping in and out almost every other day. Um, you know, I would, my shoulder would pop out in practice, and I'll be out of practice for a day or half of practice, and, you know, I'll get to the game, and they would have to strap my shoulder down, and I was not 100%. But guess what? I recognize that if I'm going to be out there, there's something that I can do that somebody else can't do on this team that they need me for. So, if he knows that going into it, then he needs to be able to provide that. And if there, he has any kind of ailment that's preventing him from being as productive as they need him to be in his roles that they're asking him to play, then he needs to step off the field. Ekma? Yeah, well, we hadn't seen Dunterry Poe show up on any injury report, so it sounds like to me that he's ready to go. He's just putting out bad bad film. It's He's not winning his one-on-one battles. And 
I mean, it, a man his size uh, getting, you know, dug up out the middle, it's going to show up. And, and I think that's the thing that Cowboy fans are most frustrated with, with Don Terry Poe, because we were sold on the fact that this guy is going to be a run stuffer that's going to anchor himself in the middle and all the great things that he has done in his career coming into uh, this season. We just hadn't seen any of it, not even a flash of what you've seen him do uh, with other ball clubs. So, I don't know. I, I don't think it's because of the ailment. Maybe so. And, and like Isaiah says, man, we don't we don't have the inside track on that to be able to say, all right, how you feeling today, Dante? But he's not showing up on any injury report. So we just got to assume that he's healthy. I don't want to give away my, my number one concern on defense, so I'll just pass. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, right. we'll save that for a little bit later. Now, uh, whenever it comes to getting some interior pass rush, we saw on Sunday that they would actually slide in an uh, uh, Alden Smith and an Everson oh, Griffin to that three-technique spot. Do you yeah. think that's something we're going to see more of moving into uh, the later parts of the season, Rob, seeing a Griffin move to nose tackle, or not nose tackle, but to the three-technique and defensive tackle, or uh, allowing maybe uh, an Alden Smith or an Everson Griffin, whoever's still in that right defensive in spot, or a Randy Gregory when he comes back to have more snaps? Yeah, yeah, and we saw it a little bit early in the season. It, look, it's something he did in Minnesota, too. So, uh, yeah, uh, if it's a situation where you can move him around and, and, again, like you said, maybe create some matchups for some of your edge rushers, then, yeah, they've got to find solutions in the middle right now. This is, this is a big, big problem in terms of you already lost Gerald McCoy. That was a big loss. Tristan Hill stepped up and really surprised everybody, maybe even the coaching staff in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, they said yesterday – Mike and Mike Nolan said he's probably the most improved defensive player we had this year. Wow. Definitely the most improved defensive lineman. They loved his effort. They really thought he was growing as a player. Now you're trying to mix in Neville Gallimore, who, you know, I, I think he had some struggles in the game, but I think you have to remember not only is he a rookie, he's, he's really young in his football career. Coming from Canada, I think he just probably needs some more time. Uh, but that's where they are right now. They, they've got to find guys who can step into that position. You guys mentioned Poe. You watched the game back, and, and the Giants had the same success as the Browns in terms of sealing things off in the middle. And with one or two linemen, seal that off and, and find increases. And that's, that's going to continue. I mean, that's, that's gonna, that shows up on tape, and that's going to be something the other teams are going to try to exploit. They've got to find a way to shore that up inside. Because you're getting, you know, you're getting Leighton Van Der Esch back, mm -hmm. but you don't have anybody coming back in the middle of that defensive line that you can count on right now. You've just got to find some kind of patchwork solution. Yeah, if you, if, if, you, if you have a position that you play, right, um, and you're a vet in this league, unless you perform at that particular position – your position is null and void. I now can push you wherever I need you and have to have the most effect, right? So I don't care if you play DN. Guess what? You haven't been productive at DN the way in which we want you to in this scheme. So now guess what? You're playing a three technique because we feel like you're more experienced in there. If you're, if you're a dog and they, and they hide their weak spots in their interior offensive line, then we're going to put you there to have, maybe we have an advantage because we have a Bradley and I, we have a, we have all these guys, Gregory, that's going to be coming off a suspension. You have all these guys that are going to be coming in with that juice. And guess what? We need some juice. So as you get older, you lose a little bit of juice, right? So let's go ahead and squeeze that juice on the inside and put some of that fresh blood on the outside. <laughs> like that. Yep. 
<laughs> I like that too. Uh, I think that Emerson Griffith moving inside, that's in his wheelhouse. Like you said, Robbie, he, he did that in Minnesota. So great to take advantage of it, especially with, you know, being shorthanded uh, after Hill's, uh, his, his incident. Um, but also Alden Smith had a ton of success playing inside as well. So yeah. I hope that that's something that they come back to um, and, and, you know, obviously get these guys and get some type of continuity on that defensive line with the group. Because now you 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 lose Hill, never Gallimore comes in and, you know, look, it wasn't that he looked that great. But if he can, you know, continue to improve week after week and at least supplement the energy uh, that Hill was giving you on the defensive line, we'll be fine. Rob, have you heard anything, and this is another fan on the 50 question, but have you heard of anything specifically about looking to outside help and bringing in some guys for workouts in terms of that D-tackle spot, especially with Tristan Hill out? I haven't heard anything in terms of workouts. Uh, Mike Nolan referenced yesterday that uh, they might be looking for some help on the practice squad. Is Justin Hamilton still on the practice squad? Yes. I think that that might be Mm -hmm. an option. Um, So, yeah, maybe they're – that's what they've been doing on defense. They've been looking in-house. And so uh, that might be the direction they go. But, no, I haven't, I haven't heard anything of, uh, anything of the snacks variety, if that's what he's asking. <laughs> have, have you guys noticed that this year, out of all years, like up to this year, practice squad is going to kind of be looked down upon, right? And now all of a sudden, practice squad is like the most valuable asset on your doggone team. It's kind of it's interesting to you me. you got some heck dudes yeah. on the practice heck squad yeah, because you get a chance. Are, are going to be utilized, Heckma. No, absolutely. And, and I think, Isaiah, that's because of, you know, the, the pandemic and just yep. the ability to extend players on your practice squad. There are a lot of teams that are hoarding some bad players just because they don't know what's going to happen with the injuries on the team. So I think that's a byproduct of just not being able to evaluate guys. Yeah, I think it's. Uh... Yeah, it's wild. They, I mean, I think they had 51 guys on the, on the they kept 51 on the active roster but really it's it's more than that because you have the ability to elevate two guys every week mm-hmm. so uh yeah you're right it's more of a it's more of a uh benefit and something you lean on definitely than past years and while we're on the topic of young players here chris being <clears throat> if i could get a a, a one shot here i just want to make my weekly pitch to give Bradley Anai more playing time, please, because he's he's seen six snaps throughout oh. his rookie season. He's had six oh. snaps. He's had two pressures and a quarterback hit in those six snaps. So please, mm. uh, f- for mm. the love of anything no. that is good, hey. is Dallas he Cowboys said that with his chest. Can I like it. Please he did. You just say that for Friday, Kyle. Bradley just say that for Friday. He did. Some more playing time. I just wanted to but, get it. I just wanted to get hey. it out there. I like the kid, Kyle. I do too. I, do too. I like him, man. No, Kyle, I like that, man. When you said bring in the pitches, the steel shot of me, I thought you were going to say how good you looked in your shirt today oh, for a I, young player. Nice I thought you were talking nice about yourself, but you wasn't talking. Oh, it's not Ziploc fresh today. It's a little yeah. bag with a star on it. I picked it up off the floor. No, I didn't. I, I, no, I man. No, man. You're looking good, young player. Go ahead. Oh, whether you're watching from home or watching us on Talking Cowboys with Essilor Lindsay, You'll see every exciting play and see every great iron shirt. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lenses for you. See more, do more Essilor. We've got more fans on the 50 questions to answer when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, 
I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here with Talking Cowboys final segment here of this Tuesday edition. And if you're coming to a Dallas Cowboys game this season, make sure you know before you go, (laughs) wear a mask, keep distance, and be prepared for all the cashless transactions. Please be aware of all safe stadium policies prior to arriving at AT AT&T Stadium. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash safe stadium for details. It's been a ton of fun. Over the last couple weeks, having back-to-back home games, we've got another home game coming up on Monday Night Football as the Arizona Cardinals come to town. By the way, just a quick little fun fact before we get into a couple more fans on the 50 questions here, but we've had three straight home games by the time this Monday Night Football game will conclude on Monday. It's also the third straight road game for Arizona. They've played three straight on the road before they'll return home for two. So uh, you've got the the benefit of a homestand and they've got the uh, the road trip working coming from Phoenix. So uh, overall, you, you've got a, another advantage there. But as we go into the final segment, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans, and a uh, couple more fans on the 50 questions. And, and this one came actually yesterday and it maybe wasn't tabbed as a fans on the 50 question specifically but it was one that I want to I want to throw into this this mix and it was a fantastic question but it was what is your biggest concern on this Cowboys team right now following the injury to Dak Prescott I'm going to allow Rob to start this one off because he kind of alluded to it earlier but whenever it comes to every unit whether it's special teams defense offense doesn't matter what is your biggest concern right now well, Isaiah and I agree. I don't know if Heck agrees totally. It's not the quarterback for me. I think Andy Dalton can come in and have success. I mentioned earlier, I talked about the defensive interior line 
And that, for me, with, with losing Gerald McCoy and Tristan Hill now for the season, uh, they've got to get that short up because teams are going to continue to try to run the ball against them. And when they do that, uh, the play action comes into play, and they have struggled against play action pretty much everywhere on the field, especially around the goal line. And that can lead to big plays down the field. So to me, it's you still Isaiah was rattling off statistics about numbers of points allowed already this season defensively, and it's not all defense. Some of it's off turnovers, and that's a big one too, by the way. But they've got to get things shored up defensively, and it starts in the middle, man. Isaiah, no, I, I cannot. I want to just say, I just want to say, Rob, I, I agree, and and I think that. First of all, when you look at all the things that are showing up on tape and you're seeing teams repeat plays like the reverse, the reverses that they're running on us. I mean, the Giants ran a reverse on the goal line versus I mean, let that, that's so disrespectful <laughs> to give up a, a touchdown on the reverse on the goal line. And we did. That's the second week in a row that we've given up points on the reverse. And we got to get that fixed. And it starts inside. Yeah, and that was to a tight end. Uh, Everson or Evan Ingram comes running around the outside edge of Everson Griffin, and uh, Isaiah knows just how upset I was about that fact. But that's True. that's another story. Isaiah. Oh, I guess Isaiah's out on, on us. We're having some technical issues. Man, uh, I, he's frozen right now. Okay, I, I want to pause. For, I, I apologize for everybody who's listening at the moment, but he's frozen <laughs> in this spot right now, and he's got his little smirk where he's kind of looking with just like that one eye. He's leaning in very, like, very – oh, man, it's the perfect <laughs> pause of a show I think I've ever Isaiah. seen. It's oh, Isaiah. Yeah, right? It's, it's that, that is so it's that, good. That's him. This is the best. Pause. Kyle just said something stupid. Kyle said what? Yeah, he said something dumb, and he's he's paused in it right now. It is hilarious. I I highly encourage you to come and look at it. look at it. We're showing it full screen. Oh, now it went away. That's okay. That's okay. We, we that was the best technical glitch we've ever had on this show. Uh, but but Rob, I mean, whenever it comes up to to giving up plays like that, and you talk about the reverse, and we can talk about really the the weirded plays that the Cowboys have given up to the defense over or to opposing offenses overall, how do you sure that up? What is this, the beginning steps to kind of rein that in and, and go up against what is unconventional play calling? Uh, being assignment sound, your preparation during the week, and, and not overrunning plays and trusting each other to make your own plays. I think that's something they talked about early in the season, uh, not trying to get outside your zone. And um, I thought they did a better job of that. You know, I thought Jalen Smith, I, I keep talking about Jalen Smith. I mean, he, he really helped shore that up, especially those problems they had in the screen game early in the Oof. season, much better. Uh, so that's encouraging. But yeah. I, I agree with you guys, though. It, you got to see it week to week. And Kyler mm-hmm. Murray, I've, I watched him, I watched him since high school, and he just keeps getting better and better. And the, it's the same threat that he had when he was at Allen. Just down the road from here, he's going to take off and run. He's going to challenge you laterally and vertically. So can they shore that up? We'll see. Well, I'm back, and I don't have a smirk on my face this time. Yes, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, I'm, I'm going – y'all see that Kyle tried to pause me. He put me on pause real quick. But, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with time of possession. And time of possession has a lot 
to do with really everybody. Um, so when we talk about time of possession, you talk about our offense's ability to actually be balanced in some form or fashion. And balance doesn't mean 50-50. Balance just means to have a respectable um, you know, efficiency in both the running and the passing game. Um, and then you look at the defense. You guys already touched on an interior defense alignment. It's not just them, but they need to be able to get some kind of a push. Um, if you don't have an interior defense alignment presence, um, you can survive with it without a without a defensive end presence. You can't survive without an interior defensive line presence. Um, and that's gonna if you don't have that, then then your linebackers are affected. Um, and then and then in turn, your secondary is affected because they're not being they're they're having to cover for for longer durations of time. So it's it's kind of a trickle down effect, right? So the ability for other teams to be able to strike when they want to in any form or fashion, especially running the ball, is not good for you because if you're as an offense, if you're striking fast. And then, and then on the other side of the ball, they're able to run the ball and, and strike you know, at some point in time with four and a half minute, five minute, six minute drives. Right. And then for whatever reason, you either turn the ball over or you go three and out. Guess what? Advantage goes to them. It doesn't matter how fast you strike. Right. At some point in time, once they're as long as they're continuing to move the ball and like like they're like our schedule shows. If you take away the first game, if you take away the, the Los Angeles Rams game. We have given up at least 34 points per game. Mm-hmm. Yep. At least, including, and th- that 34 points came by, uh, let me see, the worst offense in the league last week. So you can't continue to do that. And time possession is huge. And we have to be able to control that if we, we think we want to go far in the playoffs. That's that, that's that, Isaiah, that's that high football IQ of yours working right there <laughs> when you call out time of possession because it's true. I mean, so many people that deal with analytics and they see the, you know, throwing the ball all, all over the place and getting yardage like that, uh, they discount time of possession. And you saw it, and Rob talked about that, that drive for the Dallas Cowboys in the third quarter where they had 11 runs and what it did for our defense and galvanizing them to uh, make plays in the fourth quarter. It's a part of our game plan that we have to incorporate if we plan on having any success going forward. I totally agree, and I'm glad I'm glad you said that, Isaiah. About the uh, it doesn't mean balance doesn't have to mean fifty fifty because like I, I talked about that drive during the game. I was like they had to have a drive like this, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and guys came at me like the, the <laughs> analytics dudes come out and they're like, no, you got to throw, you got to throw, you got to throw. Keep in mind, like, a lot of the problems they've had with turnovers that lead to the time of possession problems and lead to the deficits are because you have a banged-up offensive line and you're asking them to pass protect over and over again. There are – I know Zeke's put the ball on the ground some, but there's there's less of a chance of turning the ball over if you, you mix in runs and you're not as, as yeah. uh, one-sided. Uh, and it does help your play-action game. It doesn't you – know, I think Mike McCarthy said – I don't think his goal is 50-50. He said, I think it of a perfect game. He said it's like 70 plays, and he said 40, 40 passes, 30 runs. Yep. Like, just some of that. Not 57 passes. You know, that's what they have to get away from. Well, and people, have to, people have to understand that when we're passing the ball like we've been doing, it's, it's, it's very hard to manage the time of possession. Reason being, yeah. even, on, even on a completed pass, if I catch it and go out of bounds, guess what? Clock stops. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if I throw an incomplete pass, guess what? Clock stops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so you're literally saving time. Exactly. Yeah. You're doing exactly what you want to do on two minute drill. Right. You want to get out of bounds yeah. or, you know, you want the clock to stop. We're doing yeah. that throughout the whole game. And you're just giving up more opportunities for them to do what they need to do on their side of the ball. And then they just simply wait for you to mess up or wait for you to go three and out. And guess what? Then they, and then the advantage switches, switches to the other team. 
it's interesting. I mean, even look at the the mistakes that were capitalized by the Giants this past Sunday. I mean, 14 points off of turnovers, and they controlled the game really uh, up until the the last, I guess, really the the last quarter and a half of this one, which is the the one time that the Cowboys have not seen a deficit throughout the the course of. Uh, the, the course of the season. By the way, fun fact, the Cowboys have not led during any two-minute warning at any point in the season so far at all. That's devastating. They, they have That's not led at any point in any of those this season. Crazy. So, kind of a, a first talk, half or second half first half or Jeez. second half and, and so you talk about time of possession <laughs> that, that's one way to, to bring up the argument and, and really prove Isaiah's point there uh, because it is that crucial but that's going to do it here for Talking Cowboys here on this Tuesday quick shout out to, to Talking Cowboys Nation out there fire questions today on f- fans on the 50 yeah. bring it back next Tuesday and then bring it back all week long we'll say it on with our chest on Friday and then of course Monday Night Football coming up uh, here in a couple of days as well. But that's going to do it today for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips, for Isaiah Stanback, and a special thanks to Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?